Welcome to True Story, the public relations podcast, a space where we get a peek behind the scenes of brands and businesses that have a real story to tell. Because in today's world, we are done with perfect and fake. We want to support brands that aren't afraid to show their true colors. I'm your host, Whitney Lee, the founder of True Story PR, an agency focused on helping businesses show up authentically through their social media, PR, and more. We pride ourselves on always keeping it real. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another solo episode. If you are listening to this in real time, then it is Cyber Monday. So I can't freaking believe it, but the holidays are here. And we have been busy little bees in the agency working with all of our clients on what are they offering during the holidays? Are they doing something special? Are they, um, what are they planning for? So funny enough, we really start talking holidays with our clients like September, we start planting the idea. A lot of times our clients are so caught up in running their business, that's hard for them to think about like, wait, why are you asking me about Christmas right now? Um, but yeah, it, it, it's in September. By the time we have uh, an idea, a concept, and we bring it to life, like that's really how early you have to start. So you might be listening to this episode like, well, crap, I'm screwed because I haven't started until now. But don't get discouraged. Listen, you can still possibly make something happen, or maybe this will help give you some clarity on something that you're already working on. You already got going on for the holidays. You know, a lot of people think like it's going to be the hardest time of year um, to sell, but actually this is when people are buying the most, right? Like people have their pockets open and they expect to spend money right now. So tacking on a few more here and there, you'll see that people are a lot more willing to do that this time of year because again, they're already expecting to spend money. You know, uh, this isn't the time of the year when people are trying to save. Um, they're, they're trying to spend, but they do like to feel like they're getting a deal, which we're going to talk about. So the hardest part of the holiday season is not making the sale. It's, it is standing out because there's so much noise going on in the world and so many offers and deals and and Black Friday and email blasts and oh my god it's it's overwhelming so your hardest gig is not to sell your hardest gig is to stand out and to keep people's attention with your offer during this time of year so let's dive in and talk about this so i mean obviously the first thing you want to do is you want to figure out your offer, right? You got to have some perception of value because what I just mentioned a second ago is like people are ready to spend money, but they're expecting deals this time of year. They are expecting deals and they're usually going to get it. So you've got to have some sort of offer or perception of added value or otherwise they're not going to have any type of urgency. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, if it's still the same price after Christmas, like I'll deal with that later. I'll get that later. But if they're getting some kind of deal then or added value, then they're absolutely going to be more likely to take action. So uh, we're going to talk about building your offer here in a sec. But number two is you want to build up some of the excitement. So we've been working on this over the last few weeks with um, really pushing um, excitement and um, about 
our clients offer. So one tactic that we've been using is like, you know, Black Friday is coming or our Cyber Monday deal is coming, but you got to be on our email list to get it and pushing them through that way. So I don't know, everybody is different. And again, like I know people listening to this podcast, you could be from any industry, right? You could be a charity. So you're going more for donations, not for purchases. You could be a healthcare professional. So it's like, what does that have to do with like building an offer? So um, take this for what it's worth. And again, I, I try to give good advice on this podcast, but it's really hard to give blanket advice because there's just literally people from every industry and background listening to this. So some of this may not apply to you, but here we go. So, you know, we were going to figure out your offer, build up excitement, um, and then, you know, your launch day, we'll talk about that too. So let's first really dive more into building out your offer and what that needs to look like. Um, number one, it needs to be stupidly simple. People are getting hit from every angle with offers and deals. And uh, you've got to make it so easy for them to understand of like, buy two, get the third free or 20% off the whole website or something simple. I, I see clients sometimes and they want to like, we, we start talking about offers and they're like, what if we do it where if they buy five, they get seven for 20% off with a discount and an additional added bonus up. Uh, uh, nobody's going to remember that. It, it's too much. It's too much. I mean, this is great. Good advice for marketing in general. Your stuff has to be so straightforward for people to take action. You get their attention for literally a millisecond. So what is your offer? Make it so simple and short. It needs to be buy three, get the third, fourth one free, 20% off, or spend a hundred, get a hundred, something so simple. Okay. The next thing about your offer is that there has to be some level of time sensitivity. Okay. Like I said earlier, if you like put, you know, if, if, if you're, if this is a discount they can get any time of year, they're less likely to take action on it. Okay. Um, here's an example. Cause I love examples. I wear a lot of clothes from express express is like, I've legit been wearing express since I was about 16 years old. Um, but express is like that brand that I just know, I know exactly what size I can look at it on the website and be like, mm -hmm, that's going to look good on me. Buy it in a medium done comes to my house, it fits. It's easy, right? It's like my go-to brand for just like a, a, if I need a quick outfit or something, you know? Um, and year round, I know that they put things on 40% off on every holiday weekend. Your girl's been shopping with Express long enough to know I'm not going to pay full price for something at all. I'm going to wait until the next holiday weekend. If I see something I want, I put it in my cart. I wait until the next holiday weekend and then they put everything on 40%. But or 40% off. But during the holiday season, they do just during Black Friday, like the week of, it's happening right now, actually, is 50% off, 50% off everything. And that is a very special, bigger deal, right? You know, so uh, you've got to kind of know, like, it's got to be something that you don't run many times other in the year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know any other time of the year that Express does 50% off. They do 40, but they don't do 50. Okay. It's kind of a small thing, but still the perception of the entire website is 50% off is very attractive, right? And it's different than what they usually do. So try to come up with something different for the holiday season and you've got to make it time sensitive. It's only 48 hours. It's only blah, blah, blah. And here's the kicker the bigger the deal that you're giving, 
give them a shorter window to take action. Okay. So if you're doing something gangbusters, like 50% off everything, do it for a short window, you know, and then it could go to 30% off the next week or something like that to really drive that time sensitivity. I had a girlfriend who used to own a boutique and Black Friday was obviously a thing for her. Um, and she was very smart about it. So she would do, um, you know, the little doorbuster thing, like early morning shopping on Black Friday, where um, like I think it like from four to five a.m. or maybe she started at five. I don't know. From four to five a.m., the whole store was 50 percent off. From five to six a.m., the store was 40 percent off. From six to seven a.m., the store was 30 percent off. So as the day went on and on, the discount got lower because she was incentivizing those people that got out there and got there first to purchase. So <clears throat> make it stupidly simple, make it something different than what you usually do, or it's got to have some, some kind of differentiator. And number three, make uh, time sensitive. You've got to put some kind of time window on it. And I suggest the bigger the deal, the shorter the window. So when you're getting ready to launch this, I don't want you to think about just, you know, the way to push this is literally just posting and posting on social and doing email and text, you know, like, can you post the sale to your social media? Sure. Um, but you've really got to think about a funnel and like the customer journey. So maybe like I would map out like a whole month in advance of like, here's our build up period. Here's our launch date. When they come to the launch, they get the following email. If they don't open the email, they get this. If they do open the email and they don't buy, they get this. Like there's so much more strategy than just being like, I'm going to post this on my social media and my email. And, you know, sometimes we'll have clients that <clears throat> like in September, when I mentioned like, you know, in September, we're like, hey, we need to talk about the holidays. Like we really need to start thinking about it now. And I know it. I know they're trying, but they're busy and they kick the can down the road. They kick the can and we're like, hey. And then in October, we're like, yo, what are we doing for Christmas? What are we doing for Black Friday? And they kick the can down the road. They kick, And then at the very last minute, they're like, I, I don't understand why it's a big deal. Just like post it to our social and like put it in our email and people will buy it. And can we make something happen with super short notice? Like, sure. Um, but I always tell clients, I'm like, you're not giving it the full opportunity. And sometimes like it does do pretty well. And I'm like, man, if it did really well, if it did okay, like it did with this like Chinese fire drill we just went through for you, imagine what would happen if you would take one hour out of your time in September to put some thought into this. And let us really build out a full communications plan, like a funnel for this. So really, you know, 90% of the time, your sales are not going to come from social media. I keep trying to teach clients that. I, tell, I try to teach them that social media is like where they hear about you. And then that's where they, then we push them to get on your email list, on your text list and things like that. And that's where like the real nurturing and the follow-up happens because they're going to get lost in the algorithm of social media. Even if they follow your page, the, the chances of them seeing something, unless they are literally liking and commenting every single post you put up, they're going to get lost in the algorithm at some point. So email, text, things like that, other avenues to reach people are really the most solid way to sell someone. And also you got to know like a like is fleeting, right? Or a follow is fleeting. People follow stuff all the time, but 
if somebody gives you their freaking email address, like obviously they're interested. If they give you their cell phone number and they're you're on and they're on your text list, like they are the warmest of the warm lead. So give yourself time to like really let this be successful. And you know, like I was saying about clients that come to us at the last minute, sometimes you know, and I've started telling them the straight up. I'm like, man, we are literally cutting this by the skin of our teeth. And I just want to let you know, like, we're going to do our best. We're going to try. We're going to hustle. We're going to get this on your email. We're going to get this on your social. But really, like, I don't want them at the end of it. If it doesn't do well, and this has totally happened, it didn't do well. And then they looked at us like we did something wrong. And I'm like, um, dude, I did what I could with what you, what you gave me. Like, remember in September when I was trying to get you to like, talk about this, we pushed it to the very last minute, then it doesn't do well. And now you're looking at us like we suck and we don't suck. The problem is, is that we didn't give this the time and attention that it freaking deserved. Rant over. There's probably, there's a lot of marketing and PR people that listen to this podcast. So sometimes, um, when I have moments like that, it's hilarious because people will like DM me on Instagram and it's like therapeutic where they're like, my clients do the same thing to me. My boss does the same thing to me. So I'm like, yeah, this podcast is like pseudo business advice and, and PR and <laughs> strategy talk, but it's also like therapy time for those of us who have been treated that way. So um, I feel you if, if your boss or your uh, client has ever done pulled that on you. And I've gotten to where now when they do that at the very last minute, like, I cover myself at CYA, right? I cover myself by saying, hey, listen, we are going to do our best, but this is really way too late to launch this and we're going to do whatever we can. But if it's not successful, I just want to let you know, like, that's why, <laughs> you know, so to at least try to, and I never go back to clients and say, like, told you so, but man, is it tempting, you know? It's like, I, that's what they're paying us for is like, and if you're a marketing PR professional out there, if you're working with clients or if you're working with a boss, like that's your job to set up expectations. And we did our job in September. We were knocking on their door in October. We were begging them for an offer. Like it's our job to be proactive with it. But if they just absolutely don't cooperate, um, you know, it, it's a bummer to me because like I said, like part of what they're paying us for is our expertise, you know? And if they don't want to listen or if they don't want to try to do it with what we see has been successful, um, I guess they can't really be mad at us. I mean, ultimately, they can fire us, but uh, they can't be mad at us for we tried to give them the best guidance we could. And I tell my team that all the time because it is kind of discouraging when when you do this Chinese fire drill, hustle for a client and then it doesn't work out and they look at us like we stink. You know what I mean? Anyway. Let's keep it positive. Um, the holidays is a great time. There you go. That's my, I'm turning this around. Um, we're off the, the therapy uh, <laughs> uh, rant now. Okay. So I want to give you guys some ideas um, for pitching because we do a lot of pitching for gift guides, right? So for our clients that are products and services, anybody out there in products and services that's listening, maybe you're a CPG or you're some kind of um, service, 
you know, a lot of, we think holidays and, and in PR, you immediately think like gift guides, right? Like all these magazines come out with like 10 outfits to buy your wife for Christmas or whatever, or 10 best gifts to give your man, whatever. And those are great. Gift guides are great. Now I'm talking about far in advance, like you got to be pitching for gift guides in like August, September, maybe October for a digital platform. But if you're working with like a magazine, like a print publication, like you're looking at August uh, for pitching for gift guides. But let's say you missed the boat. Okay. It's November right now. Maybe you missed the boat and uh, you didn't have time to pitch for any gift guides. How about this? Um, I've got a few different ideas for you. Number one, work with an influencer, reach out to an influencer that is um, reaching your target audience. Usually if they themselves are your target audience, if you're trying to reach moms, find an Instagram mom or uh, Instagram momer, <laughs> an influencer that's on Instagram, a mom influencer, give them an offer code. Okay. Um, and, or you could say, sign up for their email, use this code and you get a special blah, blah, blah. That gets them on your email list and it also offers them an incentive code. Um, and even with some, you know, like uh, influencers, they they love giving codes to their people and they see a great return on that as well. So just remember that the point of an influencer is awareness, right? So you're going to get more social followers, you're going to get more email addresses, that kind of thing. You're not probably going to sell a million dollars worth of product from one influencer, unless you're working with like a really massive one and you're in like a really niche area. Like if you're selling vitamins and a fitness influencer with 3 million followers, you know, um, pushes your product, that's going to be really expensive for you to work with them. But you, you see what I mean? Like for these like micro and macro influencers that we usually talk about, like 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers, 50,000 followers, most of those influencers are just providing awareness. You get more followers, things of that nature. Just trying to set y'all up with clear expectations of what you can uh, hope or expect from that campaign. So number two, um, if you have affiliates, especially all my CPG and service people, if you have affiliates, why don't you during the holidays increase the percentage you're giving them or do a contest with them? Or do something, you know, to like incentivize the affiliate who sells the most by December 1st gets blah, blah, blah. So get excited and interested about engaging your affiliates because it's a great time for them to make money and it's a great time for you to make money. So sweeten the pot a little bit because they, I'm sure if they're an affiliate for you, they're probably an affiliate for a lot of other companies and products. And they, if they're pushing all of it through their social, you know, they, they've only got a, so much time, right, to promote this stuff. So if they're promoting five other products, you're going to kind of get lost. But I bet you money if you sweeten the pot and increase their percentage, you're going to be the first one they're talking about on their stories, you know. So think about your affiliates, offer them an incentive, a contest or a percentage. OK, number three, you can do a giveaway on your own page. Okay. Like I mentioned earlier, do something. We've been doing these giveaways that have been awesome, um, where they have to like comment, tag a friend in the comments and they share the stories for an extra entry. And then we've even done like link in bio. Um, if they sign up for our email list, they get 10 more entries and it is crushing it. And then we do a paid campaign on meta behind it. And it is like, boom, it is literally crushing it. 
Um, and it's relatively cost effective too. So do a giveaway on your own page um, or, I mean, hey, go back to number one, do a giveaway with an influencer. They love that too. It helps their following grow and they're more likely to push, push, push when you're giving them something to give away on their page. Holla, that's a really good one. Um, so that's number three, do a giveaway on your own page, uh, and incentivize them to get on your email list, or maybe do a giveaway with an influencer. Number four, um, do an email blast to customers that have purchased from you before offer them something super special because these people are warm, 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 warm leads, right? Like they have literally given you dollars before. You know, so that's a great idea to go to them and, and say, like, you're in the inner circle. You are one of our valued customers. You know, like this is an offer only for people who have purchased X from us or who have purchased from us in the last year or something like that. Give them an offer and make it short. Make it super short. I love time sensitivity. And y'all are going to hear me talk about it all the time because I feel like people don't move unless you put some time limit on it you know, they'll sit on it forever. So that's number four is do an email blast or a text campaign specifically to people who have purchased from you recently or purchased from you in the past. Number five, do some targeted ads to different audiences. Um, here's what I mean. Like, let's say you are selling a product, like you make beautiful watches for men. Okay. So the first thing you think of is like, Oh, I'm going to set up this ad campaign and I'm going to send it, I'm going to target men. Yeah, but also like think about the women that are buying for men. So what I see is a lot of clients want to put one ad campaign up that's like trying to cover both. Like, guys, this watch is great. Women, this is a great uh, gift for your for your husband. Why don't you do this? Set up two different campaigns so that the messaging can be so specific. So you've got one reason why you're appealing to the man, right? And you can set up a video or, or photos and copy that specifically speaks to that man. And then your other offer, I mean, your other ad can be just targeted towards women. You can, I think you can even put women who are married. It'll, I'm sure it can pull that up. Um, target women and put very specific messaging to a woman about buying this for a man. What I, I think like, what I see people struggle with is that they, they're trying to do this like catch all. I don't know if they're trying to be budget conscious or what it is, but like the most effective things happen when you cater something so specifically to a one individual, if you're trying to speak to everyone, you're speaking to no one. Okay. So we want the dudes to see that ad and be like, Oh my God, they're speaking to me. And then we want the women to see that ad and be like, Oh my gosh, like, yeah, they're right. Like, Totally different messaging, right? The way you would speak to a woman about a woman about buying something is different than what, than what you would do to appeal to a man. So don't be uh, deterred by setting up totally separate ad campaigns to different people, even though you're still selling the same product. All right. Um, and number six, okay, this is a good one. Uh, this is kind of evergreen. Don't sleep on Pinterest. Pinterest is growing like crazy. I had somebody the other day who was like, is anybody even using Pinterest anymore? Heck yeah, Pinterest is growing. So what's interesting about Pinterest is that um, it is not a typical, it gets roped in with all the other social media platforms, but it is so different. It's a search engine, right? All it is is just a search engine 
and you find cool ideas and you put you organize them onto boards, right? So the content is evergreen and it's always a link back to your profiles. So why not put your stuff up there and, and like keep in mind it's going to be there forever. So sometimes like people you don't see a lot of salesy stuff on Pinterest because if your sale ends and people find that pin like eight years down the road, it's confusing and annoying and all that kind of thing. So maybe it's more like where you put um, editorial, more educational, entertaining type info about your product or service there. I mean, you could put your offer up there, but I would definitely uh, be mindful that, you know, Pinterest is evergreen. So it, it's going to live there forever, which is great in many ways, but it's also, again, if you've got a time sensitive offer, you just got to be mindful of that too. So, but it's a great place where people are searching for ideas. Uh, and I'm sure that there's data out there that can show how many people have searched on Pinterest, like gift for husband, gift for wife. There are dudes on Pinterest for sure. People think of it as like, you know, you're learning how to do your makeup and recipes and stuff like that, but there are definitely dudes on Pinterest. Um, but anyway, Pinterest is a great spot where people are researching for gifts. So just a quick overview of that work with, uh, so if, if you've missed the boat on gift guides, not, all is not lost, work with an influencer, you know, increase the percentage you're giving to your affiliates, do a giveaway on your own page or with an influencer, do an email blast to people who have specifically bought do targeted ads to different audiences and put your stuff on Pinterest. Those are some great things that you can literally do ASAP that can start moving on, you know, even if you haven't had time to set up a full campaign. So just remember, and we're going to leave it on this, just remember frequency is really key. And sometimes our clients are like, oh my God, you're like literally like blasting the heck out of this, like constantly, constantly, constantly pushing it. And I'm like, remember what I said about the algorithm? Like you think, oh my gosh, I'm posting about this every day. People are going to be tired of hearing about it. No, girl, not everybody's seeing it because the algorithm is, is constantly um, pushing certain things more than others. So just remember, even though you're posting about it every day, doesn't mean that people are seeing it every single day. Unless, like I said, unless they're literally engaging with your profile all the time and going to your profile and looking and liking every image, then they probably do see every post of yours. But if that's the case, then they're probably going to buy whatever you're pushing. You know, just remember though, frequency is key because not everybody is going to see it over and over again. They are slammed with content. Even if they do see it and then they don't see it again for four days, you have to, te you have to stay top of mind. Because right now, I mean, we're always inundated with stuff, right? But right now during the holidays, more than ever, our sales are, you know, are, are, we are being pushed and sold to so aggressively. Honestly, I kind of like it, but my, my algorithm knows all the stuff I like. And then they serve me with these amazing ads of things that I really do like. And then I buy them and I'm not mad at it. So everybody else is like, big brother's watching. And I'm like, dude, big brother knows exactly what Whitney likes and big brother can take my money because they're serving me with great stuff. So anyway, y'all, I hope this has been helpful for you, um, even the therapeutic moments. Um, you guys, I'm always open. If you have ideas for topics or uh, episodes, if you want to hear me, my take on something, uh, this is really fun for me. And I really love hearing from y'all on what you like. 
uh, what you want to hear about or maybe something that you disagree upon. I've had people reach out saying like, I totally disagree with what you said. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm so interested in hearing other people's takes on things too, because marketing is, there's no yes or no, there's no right or wrong. Like everybody has a different way. And there's, what is it like 10 ways to skin a cat or whatever? I don't know. That's gross. Uh, anyway, I love hearing from y'all. You can always find me on Instagram. It's the Whitney Lee. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. And you can always look up true story, uh, on any of the social platforms or truestorypr.co. So thanks for tuning in. We will see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please take a moment to screenshot this episode and share it to social media using hashtag true story PR or better yet, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. See you next time for another true story.